couple announcements while people are getting connected here this morning. Uh, of course, if you have anything going on that you would like to share, you'd like prayer for, uh, things going on in your life, please let me know. Uh, hopefully you have my number. You can message here on Facebook. You can go on to our website, nelsonvilleag.org slash connect and send a message through the website if that works uh, better for you. My email uh, is always available. So make sure if, if you need anything, if things are happening in your life that you want um, me to be aware of, be praying for, please make sure to reach out and, uh, and let me know. We will not have youth ministries or women's ministries tonight. Uh, obviously, since we're not gathering this morning and feeling like we need to stay in and try to stay warm and safe today, we're going to kind of continue that throughout the day. I'm hoping that we will be seeing some new uh, temperatures rising here over the course of the week. And uh, towards the end of the week, things will be looking a lot better as we have some days in the 20s, uh, some sunshine. I know there's possibly some snow in the forecast, so we'll just have to see what happens with that. Ladies, uh, we are planning at this point to still have the ladies game night on the 19th, which is Friday, uh, 6 o'clock here at uh, our house, just across from the church. If we need to change these plans, we'll communicate that information through the ladies' text group, through Facebook, all that type of stuff if we have to postpone based on how the weather uh, goes this coming week. But want to keep that before you and uh, want you to be able to plan for that. At this point, we will be, will be having that event. Finally, last thing, uh, usually every week I announce the, the black box is in the back of the room if you have physical check or cash uh, gift. Uh, you can't get to the box today. So uh, online giving is available though, nelsonvilleag.org slash give if you uh, want to give that way. Um, that's always always available, works just as well from your house as it does from the church Wi-Fi. So. With all of those announcements, we've got lots of people getting uh, connected here and situated. Again, hopefully everything is looking good um, for you this morning. We'll review all the um, stream information afterwards, and if I need to, to make some changes or adjustments, I, uh, I will do that in preparation for uh, any of these that we may have to do in the future. Hopefully that won't be, won't be many, though. So next Sunday, Lord willing, uh, we're going to be back in here together to worship. Uh, we'll pick up our series on spiritual disciplines then. Um, this morning, what I want us to do is to kind of step out of that just a little bit. I'll talk about applying spiritual disciplines um, towards the end and, and what I'm, I'm hoping and praying that might look like for you today. Um, but this morning, what I want to do in, in a the few moments that we're going to spend together connected online like this is I want us to consider a truth that, that I think will be really timely and hopefully will help us not just in the week ahead, but even with this day, maybe this time that you're hearing this message today will begin to kind of reshape how you had made plans to spend the rest of the day or how you will go about spending the rest of the day. So let me start by reading um, from one of the Psalms, Psalm 147, verses 15 to 17. We read, he, that is God, sends out his command to the earth. His word runs swiftly. Now listen to this. He gives snow like wool. He scatters frost like ashes. He hurls down his crystals of ice like crumbs. Who can stand before his cold? <laughs> now, I thought this was a very fitting verse for today when we cannot gather physically to worship here in the building because there's snow and there's ice and there's these very, very cold temperatures all around us. So what I want us to do today, what I want us to think through together from the scriptures, from our homes, where hopefully you're, you're sitting very safe and warm and comfortable this morning, is I want us to take the opportunity that as we look out the window today, as we see the world around us this morning, I want us to see God's hand at work in what we are seeing. 
The Bible has some really amazing things to tell us about God and his power over all things, including specifically God's power over the weather. These things are, are really just the natural and clear extension of some foundational truths about who God is. This is the obvious result of him being truly God, the one who's sovereign over all things, who's at work in the world as the Bible reveals he is. But unfortunately, some of these truths that we talk about today aren't often thought about by us, especially when we face situations like today, when our plans get changed very suddenly, when the weather's just brutally cold outside. We can, we can quickly forget these truths and dwell in places that I don't think are healthy for our own souls. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus makes a rather interesting statement in this regard. It's, it's Matthew chapter 5, verse 45, and Jesus says in this, in this statement that he makes, He, that is God, makes his sun to shine on the evil and the good. He sends rain on the just and the unjust. Now, this is a fascinating little statement because if you go to Matthew 5 and you're reading through everything Jesus is saying, you're looking at the context, what Jesus is talking about immediately right here is, is loving others, especially about loving our enemies. And he even gives us that, that famous command, just a verse before this statement in Matthew 5.44, I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. It's, it's on the hinge of saying that statement that he continues into verse 45, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven, for he makes his sun shine on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and the unjust. What, what Jesus is, is doing and saying in this part of the Sermon on the Mount is he's, he's making this appeal to the fact that God is the one in control of the weather, of causing the sun to shine, of causing the rain to fall, and how God is gracious in providing both of those things to the just person and the unjust person, both to his people and to the evil, unrepentant sinner. They both get to experience this kind of good gift from God. And Jesus says, knowing that, which you, you should know that, it should motivate you then to act in love, even towards those who you would consider to be your enemies. So obviously, in the, in the perfect mind of Christ, he's intending that you and I would know and accept this foundational truth about God and his sovereignty and his control over everything, over the entire natural world, and that we would understand that so that we'd find a grounding in his providence so that we would live with love towards our neighbors, even towards our enemies. By looking at the world around us, by seeing how God governs the world around us, we should learn a lesson about how to interact with others, how to love others. This truth about God, that he's sovereign over all things, he's sovereign over the weather that exists, it's natural when we think about who God really is, and it's explicitly revealed to us in Scripture regarding the weather. As we read in, in Psalm 147 just a few minutes ago, God's the one who chooses to send snow and frost and ice and the cold. Even this bitter cold that we're experiencing right now that's providentially hindering us from gathering together this morning, it comes from God. This understanding of, of who God is and this power that God has over all things, including the weather, is really a comforting thought to me. It should be a comforting thought to all of his people. It's incredibly reassuring if we understand that God is in charge of all things, and we can trust him with all things. 
the difference between us and God is that I could grab my, my iPhone this morning and I could open it up my weather app and I could learn all about what's happening in different places all around the world by flipping through and just seeing the statistics. It's colder here this morning than it is in Fairbanks, Alaska. And I can gather some information like that. I can be aware of that, knowing those things. But the difference between me and God is that I'm just looking at statistics. God is not flipping through the heavenly iPhone to figure out what's going on here on earth. He's actively engaged and present with us, knowing what's happening here, even in Nelsonville or Palmyra or Philadelphia or wherever you're tuning in from this morning. That thought gives me great comfort, even in uncomfortable weather. Because I firmly believe that God does what is right and good and wise at all times. No exceptions. So when God chooses to send a certain weather phenomenon, be that a a rain shower or snow and ice, a thunderstorm, or anything else that he chooses to do, it's because in God's perfect wisdom, he has determined that is what's best in this grand cosmic plan for all things that he has. And I believe that God is always perfectly good and righteous in these wise decisions he makes. Understand, there's never a storm happening because God is just having a bad day. Thunderstorms are not God throwing a fit. It's not him venting a little frustration out on our frail little world. He doesn't just carelessly toss clouds around to make life a little more difficult for us because we've been particularly annoying that week. Even this coldness that's in the air today, it's not because God is feeling cold towards us because we failed to honor him properly or something like that. No, no, no. God's control and power over the weather is coming from his wisdom in determining what is best and his goodness and his righteousness all working together in perfection, working even through the weather systems we experience so that he would be glorified and our hearts would learn to glorify and be thankful and grateful to him at all times. And that thought is incredibly encouraging to me. I can look out this window today and I can know that it was God's hand that has brought all of this about. My God is the God who's in control of everything. He's truly the sovereign one whom I can rely upon and trust in every situation. But if I know that to be true, and I hope that you know that to be true as well, What that can lead to is not just comfort, it can also lead to exposing our sinfulness in some uncomfortable ways as well. I really like this quote from uh, the author Jerry Bridges. In his book, Trusting God Even When Life Hurts, he has this quote that I found to be very compelling. Bridges writes, Complaining about the weather seems to be a favorite American pastime. Sadly, we Christians often get caught up in this ungodly habit of our society. But when we complain about the weather, we're actually complaining against the God who sent us our weather. We are, in fact, sinning against God. Though God sometimes uses the weather and other expressions of nature as instruments of judgment, see Amos chapter 4, verses 7 to 9, he most often uses weather as an expression of his gracious provision for his creation. Both saint and sinner alike benefit from God's gracious provision of weather. And according to Jesus, this provision is not merely the result of certain fixed, inexorable physical laws. It is God who controls these laws. He causes his sun to rise and he sends the rains. We as Christians need to stop complaining about the weather and instead learn to give thanks for it. God, our Heavenly Father, sends us each day what he deems best for all of his creation. Now, I really like that quote. 
but not because it makes me feel great. Actually, it made me feel quite convicted the first time I read it many years ago. My, my own heart is like your heart, probably. It, it has a temptation towards sin when the weather is what I don't want the weather to be. But nonetheless, I, I found I really like this quote because while it exposed something in me that I needed to repent of and that I needed to trust the Lord more with, it was really helpful to make me see that and adjust how I began to respond when I looked at a forecast and didn't like what I saw or opened the door and didn't like what I felt. It's really helpful for us to think about these things and learn how to respond and think and act as Christians. So many years ago, over seven years ago now, I actually shared that exact quote on social media. And I ended up in a debate with a person who really disliked it. Now, disliking a quote isn't really that much of an issue. You do not have to like or find the same quotes that I find interesting to, to be interesting to you. They don't have to resonate with you in quite the same way that they do. The issue was, for me, and the reason I got into the debate with this person, is that this person was a professing Christian, but was making really deeply unbiblical assertions, really horrible statements that couldn't be reconciled with a Christian worldview in my mind. Saying things like, no, we shouldn't not complain. Complaining is actually a good thing. And the, this person said, Jesus doesn't have control of the weather. Weather has a mind of its own. And then he got into this lowest part of the conversation where, the, the explanation for why bad weather would occur, if, if we weren't going to acknowledge God's control over these things, what, what explanation do you have? This person said, well, we've sinned against nature, and we suffer weird weather as a consequence of that, not because God is involved with the weather at all. And these statements and these ideas are all horribly wrong. They're, they're very unbiblical. They're, they're anti-Christian, in essence. Complaining is not a good thing. Anyone who believes that we ought to be people who complain regularly is not reading the Bible in any seriously God-honoring way. And the weather, as we just read in passages from Psalm 147 and Matthew 5, it's very clear. The weather certainly is controlled by God himself. Jesus is the one determining what weather we will have. And the assertion that we have somehow sinned against nature as if it's some power in and of itself, that it has a mind of its own and it can respond to our offenses apart from the power of or work of God in it. No, that, that kind of thought can fit a pagan worldview, but it cannot fit into a Christian worldview. Our God is the one who is in control. And it's our sinfulness that causes us to complain. And knowing that, knowing God is in control and our response of complaint is sin in us, it should motivate us to repent and learn to trust God more fully with our lives. I love seeing these truths played out and the implications of these truths and the result of these truths at work in the book of Job. We just finished reading through the book of Job in our, in our church Bible reading plan. And the end of the book is certainly one of my favorite parts of the book. It's actually one of my favorite sections of scripture altogether. We read in, in Job chapter 37 this statement, starting in verse 10 down to 13. By the breath of God, ice is given, and the broad waters are frozen fast. He loads the thick clouds with moisture, and the clouds scatter his lightning. They turn around and around by his guidance to accomplish all that he commands of them on the face of the habitable world, whether for correction or for his land or for love. He causes it all to happen. And you go right from there in Job chapter 37 into chapters 38 to 41, which honestly, I just love to read those chapters and be completely humbled over and over again by them. 
God in those chapters is repeatedly stressing his control over everything by these overwhelming set of questions he's asking Job. And through it, Job's overwhelmed and completely humbled and learns his proper place. That's the result you and I should have reading those passages or thinking about these things today. Just one set of questions as it relates to the weather, since we're talking about that today, would be in Job 38, verses 22 to 30. God begins to ask Job questions like this. Have you entered the storehouses of the snow? Or have you seen the storehouses of the hail that I have reserved for the time of trouble, for the day of battle and war? What is the way to the place where the light is distributed? Or where is the east wind that is scattered upon the earth? Who has cleft a channel for the torrents of rain and a way for the thunderbolt to bring rain on the land where no man is or on the desert where there is no man to satisfy the waste and desolate land or to make the ground sprout with grass? Has the rain a father? Or who has begotten these drops of dew? From whose womb did the ice come forth? And who has given birth to the frost of heaven? The waters have become hard like stone and the face of the deep is frozen. And God just continues on asking these questions. Surely you understand, Job, you who want to complain about how I am at work, what is happening in my world. You who have so much to say, tell me then, tell me these things, answer my questions. What God's doing in this section of scripture is he's revealing beyond the shadow of a doubt that it is he and he alone who understands and controls all of these things. He controls the snow and the hail, the light, the winds, the rains, the thunder, even the grass growing, the dew of the morning that appears and disappears so quickly. He controls the ice and the frost, even the freezing of water or our beards when we walk outside in this type of temperature. Our God is the God in control of everything. And if we jump way forward to the New Testament and we we let Job's words kind of sit where they are, we go all the way to the statements that Paul makes about who Jesus Christ is as God over all things in Colossians chapter 1, verses 16 and 17, verses I hope you're familiar with. For by him, Jesus, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. This is not just saying, at one time, way back here, when we got it all started, Jesus created it all. No, he's created everything that exists. The rain that's coming down now, the grass that's growing up for the first time now, that's all being created and sustained by Jesus. Nothing exists apart from the will of God. Nothing is outside of Jesus' control and power. He has created everything, and he sustains everything. And because that's who Jesus is, we should worship him. And because that's who Jesus is, we should trust him. I want to connect this idea to this idea of loving not just our neighbors, not just other people, but, but loving God himself. This message should make the gospel more beautiful to us. To think about the one who is so sovereign and so exalted and so holy that he controls everything that exists, that he's the one who sends the rains and commands the winds, that this God would come from glory in eternity to this earth and take on this frail and fragile flesh that we have to live among his creation and ultimately to die upon a cross that could only exist because he had created it and sustained it Listen, if you're not a Christian today, I want you to hear that God's power is 
far greater and is far more comprehensive than you can possibly imagine. And knowing this greatness of God here then, that his love is also so great for his people, that he would come and die to save us from our sins. Imagine coming from that level of authority and power and exaltation to hanging on a cross, beaten and bloody and bruised, so that all who would trust in him would find their sins forgiven. Today is a good day, no matter where you are, to place your faith and trust in this God. To believe that the one who controls the weather also loves his people so much that upon the cross Jesus would take all the sins of his people upon himself and give to us all his perfect perfections and say to us, it is finished. When we trust in him, it's all done in him. You don't have to be the best. You don't have to clean yourself up. You don't have to earn love from him in some way. No, you simply confess he is Lord. He is alive and ruling and reigning over all things, including the weather, including your life. And the fact that you're hearing this message today comes by his hand. Today's a good day for you to respond to Jesus. I want to urge all of us to respond to God. Today, today we need to repent of our sins, to trust in him Again, maybe for some of us that's because of how we felt about the weather or how we thought about things today. Maybe some of us it's that first time ever of abandoning hope that we're going to be good enough on the final day. We're better than, than other people we know, so surely God's going to be merciful to me. No, to abandon all of that hope and to trust in the finished, perfect, powerful work of Jesus Christ. Today's a good day for that. If you have questions about what that might mean, then, then send me a message through the Facebook Messenger here on the church page, or send me a text, or call me if you have my number. Go to the website I mentioned earlier, fill out the contact form. There's multiple ways to get in touch with me, and if something's stirring in your heart or in your mind and you have a question or you want to know more, take advantage of the opportunity to talk with me today. Reach out. Let me answer those questions. Let me pray with you. I would love to do that. But all of us, I want today, as we go through the rest of this day, as we look outside and we see, well, God has created snow and ice and bitter coldness for northeast Missouri today. We can know that God knew our plans for today. And he decided that this was better. And as you hear this message today, I want you to know that God has worked and willed for you to know these truths that we have talked about today, and he's giving you the opportunity to reflect and respond and apply them to your life this very day. My desire and my prayer for each of us is that as we understand these truths, we would let them move us towards prayer and towards thanksgiving and towards a deeper trust in God, towards awe and worship of his wisdom and his goodness and his power, and ultimately it would lead to a deeper love for him and for those around us. He is the God in control of everything, and I find great comfort in that this morning. God does know best, and he is working in and through all things, and I can trust him, and I can worship him always, even on a day like today. I can worship him passionately because these truths are always true. So I would challenge you today to search your heart and see where perhaps there is some sin being exposed in you today, maybe because of the weather that we have. Maybe you have pride or anger or some distrust of God's wisdom or you're questioning God's goodness by what you see or feel outside. Maybe there's a lack of believing in or worshiping him properly 
seeing him as powerful and as mighty as he really is. We all have plenty to repent of, plenty to bring before him and lay down before him. And the good news of the gospel is if we do that as his people, we find grace and mercy given to us as we give him all our brokenness and our sin. So let's make the most of today and let's do that. Let's repent as we need to repent. Let's worship him. Let's ask him to help us trust in him more and more as we see him at work all around us every day, especially this day. So the last six weeks, we've been talking about spiritual disciplines. And like I said, we're going to come back to that topic and talk about another spiritual discipline next week. But today's a good day to practice the six things that we have talked about in the weeks before now. Maybe today you need to take some extra time to read scripture. Perhaps you are on the Bible reading plan. You've, you've got your printout that you have taken from church or you've downloaded yourself a copy on uh, off the website. But maybe you're a little bit behind today and a good use of your time would be to spend some time reading and getting caught up this morning. Families, maybe, what would be a great way to use time this morning connecting the scripture to this day would be to set aside a little bit of time with the family. Maybe it's right when we get done with the stream, or maybe everyone's getting a little bit antsy and you need to go have lunch first and then come back to it in a little bit. But but take some time to read scripture. Let me challenge you. Read something like Psalm 23 or Psalm 16 or Psalm 139. They're not long and they're going to be a great opportunity for you as you read those and talk about them with your family to see who God is, how God is with us, and how we should be worshiping him always. But take time today to engage in the spiritual discipline of starting with scripture. And then press into prayer today. Prayer is this amazingly beautiful gift and privilege that we have, and it's not at all tied to physical location. God hears our prayers no matter where we are. And you today can pray just as effectively at home as you could if you were here in church at the altars in the sanctuary. So press into prayer. After I conclude in prayer here in just a few moments, maybe it's a good time again to to keep the focus going and to spend some time in prayer before you go off to make lunch and figure out what you're going to do in the house today as you seek to stay warm. Or maybe it's a good thing for you to do this afternoon to reflect a little bit now, to let these things sink in, to take care of the things that you need to do right away, and then set aside some time this afternoon and spend time praying to the Lord. And I would also tell you, today's a very good day for you to practice remembrance, to remember God. Nature has a way of stirring our minds and our souls up a little bit, for good or for bad, I think. So so maybe today, as you look out the window of your house and you're seeing all the snow and all the ice, find a few minutes to try and think intentionally about other things that God has done in your life. Think about who he is. Think about the things he has said. Maybe a good discipline for you today would be to take a piece of paper and just write down some thoughts or share them with others today. And look, just because we're not in the church building today doesn't mean that you cannot worship God, right? All of our lives are to be lives of worship. So from the food that you're going to eat today to how your heart is reacting to the fact that you have warmth in your home right now and you're not outside exposed to all of the extremes of this temperature, all of what you do today should be done as worship to God. And I'll challenge you today, you can even sing in your home. The worship resources playlist on our YouTube channel, it's a great place to go get some songs that will glorify God in the lyrics and help you sing along to them. You can even sing loudly without fear of someone judging your abilities from a few pews up if that's a hindrance to you on Sunday mornings here. Take the chance to sing and worship God today. 
And you also have the opportunity in doing all of this to be a good steward of the gifts God has given you. Specifically with your time, today God has given us extra time that we're not traveling, that that we're not going to be able to go out and do things with other people today. We've got to stay in. We've got to stay kind of confined to right where we are. So you've got this gift of time right in front of you, and you can make this a very special Lord's Day through practicing these spiritual disciplines that we've talked about. You could shape the whole rest of your day to be filled with gratitude and thankfulness for this opportunity that God has given you through enjoying whatever good gifts God has given you today. And you can still be involved in our great calling and mission of evangelism and discipleship. Look, if you have others in your home today, then start right there to talk about the gospel with people in your home today. Especially if they're Christians already. Don't think, well, I, I, we need to be about evangelizing. We need to be about talking with the God, about the gospel. But, but everybody here already, already knows it. No, no, no. Look at the opportunity you have before you to talk with others who love Jesus, who've been loved by Jesus, and share how much Jesus means to you, what what you're thinking and feeling about him right now, how much you appreciate his love for you, how you've been changed by that, how you still want to be changed by that. Talk about Jesus' death on the cross, his resurrection. Build your conversation at lunch around the gospel today with those in your home. And I know if you're watching this message that you obviously have access to the internet, which means you have the ability to communicate with anybody anywhere. So think about reaching out to someone today. Maybe share with them about what you're doing with your time today as you are adjusting to be a good steward of this gift that you have today. Talk about how you're thinking about God. Maybe how you're now thinking about God in relation to the weather that we have in a way that you weren't before. Talk about God's power. Talk about God's love. Share the gospel with someone today, even as you're in your home trying to stay out of the cold. And we talked about resources, the investing of our resources in our message on stewardship last week. Look, you can continue to invest your resources in the mission of spreading the gospel both around this area and around the world today through our online giving options. NelsonvilleAG.org slash give works just as well, as I said, from your home as it does from the church Wi-Fi. So look, I'll freely admit, being honest with you, I, I don't like doing these live streams nearly as much as I like gathering together with you to worship the Lord as his assembled people in this place. It's not because this is the best church building. It's not because I just love the lights or the pews or any of that type of stuff. It's because I I love to be with you. I love to to be together and to worship together. And, And I feel a sense of disappointment when plans have to change. Last night, all day yesterday, I was preparing for today. Got the the drive scraped, the sidewalks are are nice and ready to go. And and I was said that I assumed we'd have a little lower attendance, but still some would come and we would make the most of this day. It wasn't until 9 o'clock last night that people started sharing. We're we're concerned about the, the bitter cold and the drive and all this kind of stuff. And as I started having those conversations, it led to having to make the decision to, to do this today to keep everyone safe and warm. And, and while I'm happy to, to do that, there, there's a sense of disappointment in me. Where I wish you were here. I wish we were together. I wish we could go from this moment to prayer together in this place. I wish I could hear you sing this morning. But as I thought about this very message, I thought, Lord, I need to look and see that it's your goodness and it's your power, it's your sovereignty that has providentially brought this to pass. And so I'm working hard on my own heart and mind today that I would love him and thank him for this, even though it's not exactly how I wanted it to go. I'm praying, Lord, would you change my heart and my mind and stir up my love for you 
so that I can make the most of this day to worship you as you have put opportunities before me. May you fill me with thankfulness and gratitude for all that you've done, for all that you are, and all that you have given me. I'll challenge you this morning to make this day that kind of day for you. Let me wrap up with prayer this morning, and then I'll challenge you to go put into practice the spiritual disciplines that we've talked about. Father, we thank you for your love for us. We believe that you are the God who is sovereign over all things. As R.C. Sproul once said, there's no maverick molecule in the universe with you. And so we believe that to be true with the snow and the ice and all the coldness in the air. Nothing is outside of your power. Nothing is outside of your control. You are the God over all things. And today, this morning, you have determined what is best for us, what is best for this creation you have placed us in, is that we would stay in our homes, we would connect over the internet like this. What a great gift this is, Lord. We're thankful for that. And you have given us a gift of time and opportunity to steward well this day through practicing the spiritual disciplines that we've been talking about. So Lord, I pray for everyone listening that they would do that, that they would spend time in the scripture and in prayer and in reflecting and in good glorifying conversations about you today. Lord, that this day would be a day that our hearts are stirred up, our affections are deepened, and that your blessing of your presence would be surrounding each one of us in powerful ways today. We love you, Lord. We thank you for what you have given us. And we thank you most of all for the cross. We thank you for the message of the gospel. That what we give to you is not good and great, Lord. What we give to you is our brokenness and our sin. As we hand all that to you on the cross, you give us your perfection and your righteousness. And Lord, I pray that everyone listening to this message experiences that above everything else, Lord. That there would be many who place their trust and faith in you. Help us, Lord, today to honor you. We thank you for your love for us. We thank you for the gifts you have given us. Help us to respond and steward them well. It's in your beautiful name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. Well, thank you so much for connecting on here today. Like I said, things were a little different with the camera set up and the microphone. Uh, I don't know if it worked better or worse than what we have done. Uh, please let me know if you have thoughts on that so that if we have to do this type of thing again, uh, that our stream is as good as it can be and uh, the connection is as, as good for you as it can be. So hope to hear from you. I hope you make the most of your day. Again, if you have questions, you have concerns, you have things you want to, to pray for, please reach out. Let me know. Would love to, to be doing that this week. Love you all. Stay warm and stay safe today. No youth, no women's ministry tonight. Keep an eye on our Facebook page and our text groups for information on things that may have to change in the coming days as well. God bless. Have a wonderful afternoon.